The Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m. Cork's Red FM. Welcome along to the Big Red Bench and Cork's Red FM with me, Valerie Wheeler, and I'm with you until 7 p.m. tonight. A really jam-packed show coming up for you this evening. If you want to get in touch with us, you can text us on 086-8104-106 or you can tweet us at the Big Red Bench on Twitter. We will have the latest results in Parky Creeve in the semi-finals of the Premier Senior Hurling Championship are down for the decision this evening. Also, we preview the second semi-final as Aaron's own captain joins us and the Glen Rovers manager as they go head-to-head from 7.30. We will preview the quarterfinal of the Senior Football Championship as it was postponed last week due to player contact and COVID-19 on the Ballancolic Hurling team taking place from 7.30 tomorrow at Parky Ring. It's county final day tomorrow for the Camogies. Corsi Rovers chase their first title against Inascara. A well-experienced side. We'll hear from those. Colm O'Sullivan will join me in the preview of the Cork City game and a lovely catch-up with Cork Camogie captain Amy O'Connor on the big wrench between now and 7 o'clock. A jam-packed show for you here between now and seven o'clock. Welcome along to Big Red Bench with me, Valerie. It's a double Heather and Parky Creep today, with both semi-finals in the Premier Senior Hurling Championship taking place. In the first semi-final, it was extra time as needed and a confusing scoreboard not helping the situation in the park, but it was a thriller as Blackrock are the first team into the final. The final score there from the first semi-final was Blackrock 326, UCC 34 points, just one, t- one point between the sides. An absolute incredible game to watch and never die attitude from back rock but devastating for UCC um, as they were in control for most of the game but what a game and I say best luck to the Stewarts trying to get rid of the fans out of the park now for the second game but that will be followed by the Glen Rovers going head to head with Aaron's own throw in for that is at 7.30 we'll have previews very shortly on the bench in the Senior A Hurling Championship semi-finals, full-time in Mallow this afternoon, it was Charleville who have came out on top. Charleville at 2.26, Canturk 3.17. So Charleville scoring their spot in the Senior A Hurling Championship final. In the Premier League, the latest score from the game at 5.30 is Chelsea nil, West Brom two goals. The two goals coming from Callum Robinson. Everton have continued their 100% start to the new Premier Leagues, even they've beaten Crystal Palace 2-1 at Sellers Park in the second game of the day. Earlier on, Manchester United got their first win of the new season, finally, for the Man United fans. They beat Brighton 3-2 in bizarre circumstances at the Amex. Bruno Fernandes scoring the winner from the penalty spot in the 100 minute for Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's side. And later on tonight, Burnley take out take on, not take out, Southampton at Turf Moor at 8 o'clock. In golf, James Sugar was three over par through 15 holes of his third round at the Dubai duty-free Irish Open at Galgram Castle. That leaves him two over for the tournament and nine shots off the lead. Jonathan Cadwell uh, is four over, while Colin Moriarty is a shot back on five over, with Mark Power six over and Damien McGran is 10 over. Now, we're turning our attention to some hurling as we just witnessed BlackRock are the winners, of course, and they're straight into the final. But I mentioned at the start of the show that there is two semifinals. And the other one is Glen Rovers. They take on Aaron's own tonight in the semifinal of the Premier Senior Hurling Championship later on 7.30. Aidan Leahy caught up with both sides to get their take on what is the repeat of the 2016 county final. Here's Aidan speaking to Glen Rovers boss Richie Kelleher. Glen Rovers Senior Hurling Manager Richie Kelleher joins me ahead of their semi-final against Aaron Zone. Richie, thanks for coming on. 
Yeah, no problem. Uh, looks nice to be here. It is a uh, late in the season and we're still hanging in there, so look, all is good. You qualified automatically for the semi-finals, of course, having had the best record in the group stage, which means Aaron Zone have had that extra championship game. What have you done over the last few weeks to match that intensity? We, since we did the PRC, we, 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 we thought we had a month off and uh, we, we planned, we had a challenge game organised actually against Charleville and then we were told we were playing in three weeks, so that match had to be pulled. Um, then we were, we were given a football relegation match, so we've kind of been been busy enough uh, with hurling a football. But look, our training systems are very good, Aidan, and, and we do a lot of hard work together. We actually got a challenge match against Kerry, um, which was brilliant from the, from our, our end, but they were missing a good few, and uh, uh, we won the match. But look, you carry nothing into it. We just, just got off, off all this, tugged off, got him into a car, got him done to a match, and look, that's the best we could do. But look, on the flip side, we've plenty of experience. We've been, we've been there before where we've been waiting for games. It can work for you, it can work against you, but we really won't know until we hit the pitch on Saturday night. Uh, has it worked in our favour or not? And look, we're going to need a fair uh, opposition come here on zone who've been after been winning a good quarterfinal. Uh, and we're, we're tenacious and we're dogged, but we know that because we came across them before, look, and we're just hoping that, that uh, we'd be ready on the night because that month is a worry, but look, we don't focus on that. We just look at ourselves and try and do the best we can, and hopefully it'll be good enough on the night. Yeah, actually, that uh, challenge game against Kerry was in Abirorni, my own uh, home club, and <laughs> I, I got a text message to say you were below there and I couldn't go. I was sickened because I knew I'd probably be talking to you the, the next oh. week, but... <laughs> Yeah, look, we were, we were very well received below, and then look, they were delighted to take the game, and uh, so were we because um, we couldn't um, we couldn't get a game. We had to go into county then, and obviously we didn't want to go too high up the ladder because, with all respect to Kerry, but the, like, they were delighted for the game. Fintan was, was rang me back straight away and was delighted to take the game. Um, and we went, we were they were going to meet halfway, but so we go down because look, um, we, we wanted to be uh, out of the limelight. We wanted to test the players' commitment to travelling down to Kerry because it was a long day out. But um, the lovely pitch, lovely, lovely venue, and even before the match, the underage, the underage team had won some match. Actually, I got to look at our intercounty player, so it was a, it was a great point for everybody. Yeah, perfect. Uh, and, and of course, with with intercounty season having been laid out, and it looks like it will go ahead. Do you think there's an extra incentive for some players now to make their mark and impress management, or will they even be thinking about that going into this game? Yeah, look, I think the, maybe it's back of the mind, yes, in because intercounty is is on the horizon. Um, it's planned, whether or not, we just don't know, but look, it's planned and they got to drive on with that because at the moment it's on. It's like our own season at the start of it. We didn't know if it was on or if it was off and then we got the green light and we just drove on with that mindset that it was on. But yeah, definitely because like Cork, Cork yeah, Selection Committee currently judge the players on, on their club standards and, and their club performances. So glad we're still there. We'll be coming back after after a long campaign, which will be that I'll be fresh, they'll be um, that our fitness levels are good because, like I said, our training sessions are really, really good. And like even say, take Steve McDonnell, he was injured at the start of the year. He, he played, he played against the Pierce. He hadn't played in our first two group matches, and he's been going well on training. And but you can see that he's getting back to full fitness. He, he knows the are still involved, and obviously Cork is coming down the track if he's called, and he'll still be ready for that because look, they're club players, but also they're Cork players, and they never leave Cork down, and they don't leave us. Either, which is brilliant. Yeah, and the semi-final, uh, of course, on on Saturday is a repeat of the 2016 county final, where the Glen came out on top. How much or how little have the two teams changed since then? Yeah, well, we we wouldn't have changed the whole pile. We would have brought in a couple of young fellas who, who um, say the likes of Simon Kendrick, Robert Downey, Danny Morris, who is still marvellous. 
Calvin Healy would have been young at the time. He's, he's still there. So, other than that, um, we'd have Luke Corgan would have played with us. So, we would have brought in a bit of use. Um, not too sure over there in zone. Um, but things wouldn't, wouldn't have changed. In my opinion, wouldn't have changed that much. Just the older fellas would have got older and the younger fellas would, would have got more experience. So, look, it, it's, it'll be tough. I can see it being very, very tight because we were under pressure in that 16 county final and in, we, were, we were ahead and even Aaron Zone took the lead and um, we, we just we were lucky to get over the line in the end and the, the, the experience in the year before stood to us and uh, we know what's coming against Aaron Zone and uh, hopefully we'll be ready for it Well it's set up to be a brilliant game Richie best of luck and thanks for taking the call No problem Aidan thank you that was Glenn Rovers manager Richie Keller before his side facing Aaron's own tonight at 7.30 but Aidan also spoke to Aaron's own captain James O'Flynn. I'm joined by Aaron's own captain James O'Flynn to look ahead to the game against Glen Rovers. James, thanks for coming on. How are you Aidan? Everything's... Not too bad. A tight affair against Sarsfields last time out. The sides were living nine times I believe and after a frenetic finish he got over the line by a point. Yeah, yeah, it was a very tight game throughout which I suppose is quite different to our group stage games where I suppose we fell behind in those and managed to claw our way back but yeah it was neck and neck the whole way through um, I suppose a local derby game so yeah there was never going to be much in it really I saw the hurley swap moment as well like Devan uh, who did it in the Camogie and it turned out to be fairly crucial in stopping that last minute attack by Sars yeah um, I suppose they got a bit fortunate there in the sense they kind of called for hurley off the sideline before the ball ever came back to me. I was kind of half hoping that Dara <clears throat> wouldn't pass the ball back. I was just thinking of booting it into the sand. But uh, in fairness to the lads, they threw on two hurlies. I think actually one kind of flew past me. I didn't even see it. But the second one managed to get a hold of it. And thankfully we got the sideline out of it and got the win. Who was it that uh, who fired the hurley in at you? Uh, Shane Roderick is his name. He'll be delighted with the shout out. <laughs> uh, do you think the the fact Darren Zone have had the extra game in the quarterfinals will give you an edge against Glen Rovers, especially considering how intense the game was? Yeah, I think any I suppose any championship game, the experience of it will stand to you. So I mean, everyone had the three group games. And I suppose the Sarah's game was another level up in intensity because, you know, it really was do or die, I suppose, championship knockout crunch game. So, I mean, to have that game under a belt and come through with a win, you know, it's given us a lot of belief and confidence. So, um, yeah, I think it, it'll definitely be a positive for us, but we know the, the I suppose, the team are facing the challenge ahead. So, uh, we can't be really counting on previous games or what we've done in the past now. It's just a new challenge. So we just need to focus in for the Saturday. Yeah, and just from a, a player's point of view, I suppose, obviously it's been a, a strange championship due to COVID and everything, but have you enjoyed the format and, and the way it's played out so far? Definitely. Uh, I think the, like, I can't speak for everyone, but I think the structure of it um, was unreal this year. You know, like, the thing that club players, I suppose, want the most is a bit of clarity. Just know when you're going to be playing fixtures and who you're going to be playing against. I mean, like, other fellas have different commitments between work and partners. So, like, just have just knowing what dates are going to be playing the fixtures and what date everything's going to be wrapped up by, you know, it's it's a massive help and I found it very enjoyable anyway. Just I suppose to be able to lay out your summer, lay out the year, and I suppose you can look forward to the challenge ahead every time. Absolutely, yeah, and and of course the the semi final as well. It's it's a repeat of the 2016 county final. Um, will that be at the backs of your minds at all, or have you put that away aside now? Yeah, I suppose like. That was that was four years ago at this stage, so it's probably, you know, like it's a very different team and there's different players involved. But I mean, like you're always going to think back to your past experiences against a certain team. I suppose they then came out on top that day and deserved to come out on top. But you know, this weekend, I suppose, is a chance for us to 
break the wrongs and come back and perform to the way the level we should we think we should be performing to. So I mean that game I suppose that, that fixture is in the past, but we just need to look ahead now. It's just a completely new game, new players. So yeah, it's the first slate really for a lot of fellas. Well, uh, James, best of luck and thanks for sharing with us. Thanks very much, Aidan. That was Aaron's own captain James O'Flynn uh, chatting to Aidan, of course. Aaron's own and the Glen Rovers going head to head tonight at seven thirty. Black Rock awaiting the winners' doors after that thriller earlier on in Parky Cueve. I mean, imagine trying to follow that game, but I'm sure the Glen and Aaron's own will try their best. But tomorrow, Nemo Rangers and Ballincollig attempt to play the quarterfinal of the Senior Football Championship as it was postponed last week due to a player contacting COVID nineteen on the Ballincollig hurling team taking place under lights from seven thirty tomorrow. Tomorrow night in Park Earring, which will be interesting. But during the week, I caught up with both camps ahead of the game. First up. This weekend, a quarter final of the county final happening this week. Are you all set? Um, yeah, I suppose we are, Valerie. Um, yeah, it's a big one, really. Uh, quarter final um, against Nemo Rangers. I suppose the reigning champions, yeah, it'll be a tough, tough game ahead of us, really. But uh, I suppose we've. Uh, yeah, we've a bit of work done, um, so we're looking forward to it, really. I know a lot of people are looking forward to it, especially after the game was postponed. A lot of people might think you've had an extra week to prepare, but I doubt you've had since someone wa- had tested positive. Yeah, unfortunately, the circumstances, yeah, with with the, being a dual club and the guy who uh, who tested positive was a hurler, so the knock-on effect was there. And unfortunately, those um, four close contacts haven't been able to train with us this week. Um so the day of the game is the first time they'll be actually with us again, unfortunately. So that was a bit of a setback, do you know what I mean? No, I can imagine that is a massive setback. Like even other players are training, trying to figure out where those players are going to be in the day and what you're going to do. Your plans must have been completely disrupted. Well, I suppose the plans were disrupted in the sense that they weren't available um, as regards the day of the game. Look, I suppose, Valerie, we have a very tight panel this year. I suppose Ballon Collier are kind of in transition Um the last day against Carrigaline, we finished with three minors and we treated the junior team playing, uh, three minors from last year. So I suppose we're in transition and like we don't have big numbers, unfortunately. Um, you know, you would think so with a big, big satellite town, but we're, we're, we're slack, slack on numbers, really. Um, so yeah, that was a setback this week. Um, training with the four lads, really. It was tough, tough going for us. And everyone is fit and healthy and ready for the game the weekend? Um, yeah, look, we're down. Kieran Sullivan, one of the dual players, and Luke Fahey are both. Uh, Kieran Sullivan is out. Uh, Luke Fahey is um, touch and go, really. Um, yeah, he broke down in the Clannacilty game, had a setback early in the year, um, and played against Clannacilty and went off in the hamstring. So he might or might not play. We're not too sure yet, I'll be quite honest with you. Right, okay. You mentioned the last day against Carrigaline. I think those goals were key for you. Key, they were key for us, yeah. We were lucky, I suppose, um, mentally we weren't, I suppose, um, tuned up and that we weren't disrespectful to Carrigaline at all because we knew exactly what they, what they were capable of. Um, they were de- a decent side. Yeah, and I suppose when we got we were 2-6 on the board after 21 or 2 minutes and we kind of, I suppose, sat back and uh, it was nearly costly, do you know what I mean? Mentally we had switched off and uh, yeah, it was just one of those games that we just did, we didn't turn up really. I mean, the goal this weekend is to knock out the county champions. Well, the goal, yeah, the goal, the goal is to turn up and put in a decent performance, really, and see what happens. Um, that's that's what the goal is, really. Uh, look, we're under pressure. The whole county knows that Balancolic are under pressure going in against Nemo. Um, but we'll see. We, we, we'll turn up and we'll have a crack at them. 
Have you trained under lights this weekend? I know it's an evening game, Sunday in Parky Ring. Lights on, you know, it could be quite different for players. They mightn't be used to playing in an under in a in a wide. Yeah, uh, and do you know what, Salary? That that was a different. Yeah, I suppose we had our we had a, we had our training sessions organised for early evening for quarter past six, and then you you hear during the week that the game has changed to. Uh, under lights on the Sunday evening so we couldn't train on Tuesday under lights and we had to train on uh, last night under lights it was the first night so yeah look eh, all the curveballs have been thrown at us but the curveballs were thrown at Nemo as well last week you know what yeah. I mean in preparation and next in this COVID test uh, COVID positive came out so look their their plans were upset as well do you know what I mean dead interference with the intermediate team playing as well so look I think we're all we're, we're both in the same same scenario going into the game really yeah, you're both in the same scenario. I'm sure it's made for a cracking game. A lot of people are talking about it and they can't wait for it. Well, <laughs> I, they might be talking about it around the county. I don't know. Look, we're just we're just taking <laughs> the next next game, really. Um, that's, look, I suppose at the start of the year, three teams coming out of each group, it was great. We would have set ourselves a goal of, of getting out of that group. And when it came down to two with the whole COVID thing, look, it's a plus, we're in bonus territory. And I do mean that we're in transition currently. Mm-hmm. It's tough going. We have um, we have a lot of young players, uh, three or four minors on the panel. Um, so yeah, it is tough. It's it's and the boys at the uh, who are at the end of their, their tail end of their careers are kind of um, they're struggling. It this this condensed period has been really tough for fellas fitness wise as well. You know. Yeah, it has been. I think with the current pandemic, we it's hard to be able to have games so squished together and with the people getting COVID as well. You know, I just think we need to maybe be happy we are playing games as well. Ah, oh, happy to we're playing games, and I suppose happy that it might even be finished out. I suppose, yeah. Mm. I look, and I wouldn't be making any excuses, but it's really, really difficult for a yeah. dual club. Of course, it really, really, it's very difficult for a dual club to, to keep the whole thing going. You know, so. it is of course. We saw the ladies' football in Tipperary this week. What they're going through in care in Tipperary. Do you know, did you see that there? I saw that this morning. Actually, one of the clubs is thinking of pulling out of the um of the, of the yeah. county final. I think yeah, they have yeah. pulled out of the county final. It's just a shame it has come to that. Every dual club is facing that. But look, the very best luck to you this weekend. Thanks, Valerie. Really appreciate it. Take care. Thank you. That was Bannon College Manager Podsy O'Mahony and also some brief chat on the difficulties facing a dual club along with the disruptions of a member of the club contacting COVID-19. I'm sure you'll see more and more games being disrupted around the country and county due to the ongoing rise in numbers across the county. But so let's enjoy these games while we can. Now also they're facing Nemo Rangers and I caught up with Luke Connolly ahead of tomorrow's game. Luke, this weekend you're putting the county champions title on the line. Yeah. Um, we we haven't defended it uh, quite well over the past number of years, so um, that's uh, our, our big intention this year was to successfully defend a, a title. Yeah, and you know what? You had an extra week to prepare after the postponement. Did that bother you, Luke? Uh, look, I suppose there was a bit of frustration, more so than the fellas were keen to play and fellas wanted to play. It, you know, I think I think look, Ballincollig would be the exact same. Um, I think I think both teams were probably ready. For, for Sunday, so look, an extra week is an extra week, but um, it's always tricky when it's pushed back because you don't know whether to, you know, do do two good sessions and, and try to get the, the, the heart rate up again or do you, do you relax and do kind of two, I suppose, quiet sessions, you know, and, and not get too worked up. So um, it, was, it was a tricky position, but like I said, I think both teams are the same. They were, they were keen to play last week and they're even more keen to play Sunday. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure like letting it bother you might be a difficult situation to put yourself in because yeah. it could be happening a lot more. Yeah, look, you'd have to be you know, unbelievably naive not to think we're going to be affected in ways like this you know, over the next couple of weeks. Uh, I think, look, if I'm being perfectly honest, I think there's a bit of a race against time mm. to try to get the, the championship 
um, completed before I suppose look with the way things are going it could be a lot bigger problem in the next coming weeks so um, as, as, as has been said by a lot of fellas now I think you need to take every game as your last at the moment and, and kind of embrace every game so um, yeah I wouldn't be getting too worked up about taking uh, two weeks in the future yeah, there are pros and cons to ye having the quarterfinal. I mean, it's another game under your belt, but it's also not a bit of a break before a semi-final either. Yeah, we I suppose we went into the last group game in the position of 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 um, the the semi-final spot, and yeah, look, judging on our last performance against Douglas, I think the quarterfinal is, is what we needed. You know, I think we needed an extra game. Um, I don't think a break would have done us any good. Um, so I think look, this has helped us get kind of refocused and to and to get the lads working hard again. So um, yeah, look, we're looking forward to the game. And as you said, every game counts now at the moment. Yeah, you are a real leader in the team. I know it's easy to see that and spot from your performance, but you do have plenty to offer with experience around the field, also. Yeah, you know, I think we're we're blessed. But Joy, I would actually see Ballin College as being quite similar. Okay. Um, I, th- I think we kind of have both teams will have a nice nucleus of experienced players that's kind of been complemented by uh, by you know, a good group of young players coming through. Um, you know, I think it's actually it's kind of it's an easy job for us this year, particularly to be I wouldn't say leaders with senior statesmen because you know the young players coming through. Um, you know, they're, they're fantastic attitudes and you know they keep us on our toes. So. Um, like I said, it's a nice position to be, and it's kind of an exciting time to be part of the club because um, there is a really, really good crop of young players coming through. Yeah, great. I mean, what do you think lies ahead against Ballincollig this weekend? For you? I know it's a late game Sunday evening with lights on and parking ring, obviously. Yeah, so that's that's one thing to get used to. We done a session last night uh, under lights, just trying to get used to because it it's you know, it's been a while since the, the eyes were um, were under that pressure. Um, but look, we're, we're under no illusion. Ballincollig are an excellent team. You know, if if you let them play against you, they'll they'll punish you. Um, uh, look, we haven't beaten them in, in several years. The last two times in the championship, they've knocked us out um, comprehensively. So um, I think there's an added bit of a bite there for us coming up against Ballincollig. It's, it's kind of another monkey on the back. Um, but uh, but yeah, look, they're they're an excellent side. You know, as I said, similar to us, some very experienced, very good players. You know, Jennings, Gally. Pat Kelly, so, and then you've got some really good young players coming through with them. Um, so I'd say from a neutral perspective, it's probably a great game to, to look at. Not that there'll be any neutral in there, but um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's, it's going to be a good one, and I think we're we're really up against it. Yeah, we're really looking forward to the game this weekend. I know Cork are back training. You're obviously not back with them yet, Luke. Are you? No, no. Um, I, I've kind of tried to stay away as best I can, um, physically and mentally. Um, look, I think that. That's something to look at in the in the coming weeks. Um, you know, I think you'd be, as we said earlier, you'd be pretty foolish to be thinking too far ahead at the moment. So, uh, yeah, yeah I, I'm trying to keep that to the back of the mind. Yeah, and I think even the post moment of the game last week now probably gives Ronan McCarthy and the Cork team a reduced amount of time spent with some players, which which will give the Cork County a headache at some stage. It will, you know, it's our ideal. I, th- I think if you were looking, Joe, on TV over the weekend, there you were seeing a lot of, of counties finishing their championship, a lot of county finals going on. So, um, look, if you're looking at it from an inter-county perspective, that just means that there's a lot of counties have probably full full panels um, or almost full panels at this stage. So, yeah. um, look, as, as Cork football, we never really do things easy. So, I think it's just another challenge we'll, uh, we'll have to meet. Yeah, and I'm sure we all want to see you down the park beating Kerry there in the first round of championship and come Munster. But the very best of luck to you this weekend, Luke, all right? Brilliant. Thanks for that, Alex.
That was Luke Connolly of Nemo Rangers and that game is set for Parky Ring tomorrow evening at 7.30 under lights and it's due to be a cold one. And I always like to remain positive when asking players if they're on the county panel about the Intercounty Championship because we do want it to happen. So it's nice to get an insight into Luke there and he's not back with Cork yet. Now, let's take a look at the Camogie action that's happening as tomorrow is a big day for Cork Camogie as it is county final day. It is the SE System Senior Final and it is happening in Castle Road at 3pm tomorrow. It's Corsi Rovers and Inniscarra going head to head for the title. Corsi Rovers are trying to make history and they are hoping to secure their first ever Senior title while experienced side in a scar are facing their fifth final in a row, winning three out of the last five. This week I caught up with both sides, but first let's take a listen to Corsi Rovers captain Karen Kyohan. On the big red bench this weekend we have Karen Kyohan. She's captain of Corsi Rovers. Karen, a big day ahead for Corsi Rovers this weekend. Yeah, no, it's great. It's um, all systems go. Um, county final now on Sunday, so we're, we're all looking forward to it. At the start of this year, you know, I think playing sports didn't look like it was on the horizon and it's nice to see light at the end of the tunnel. And at the start of the year, if I said to you, girls, you'd be in a county final in the year, you wouldn't have believed me. We wouldn't. We would have thought you were mad. We wouldn't. I thought we didn't think this year was going to go ahead at all, just the way um, things were going with COVID and things like that. So um, we definitely wouldn't have believed it to think that we would be at county final stages. Um, I suppose if someone told us back in March that we'd be playing any championship at all we would have thought you were mad so let alone get to the county final stage but it's great What has it been like being back training before I get into the game the weekend what's it like being back arriving to training on your own probably hand sanitising it must be very very strange It is but we just get on with it I suppose you'll do what you what you have to do in order to be able to stay playing so everyone's just delighted to be able to get back out and playing I suppose it was very strange having no league having no trainings all the way through March, April, May and June and but like everyone is just delighted to be able to get back out onto the pitch so if it takes a little bit of hands on it either you're annoyed to train by yourself we'll take that just to be able to play A place in the county final was hard earned for you Karen. Uh Yeah it was I suppose we, we, every game we've played we've been up against very stiff competition um, I suppose within the county senior Pogi championship this year um, every team has so much talent on, on their team um, so definitely we've, we've been up against it all the way along and I know in the semi-final right having a 10 point victory must give you huge confidence heading into the final um, it, it does and it doesn't I suppose in, in ladies sports um, a 10 point lead could be very quickly turned over mm. to within to, like if the, if the opposition got two goals um, for example your lead your lead is cut within a matter of minutes so a 10 point lead may seem like a lot but in ladies sport that can be turned around very quickly and, and it has been done in the past You have a tough, a tough task ahead of you playing in Ascara? We do, we do they've contested I think this will be their fifth uh, county final that they're mm-hmm. contesting so they have plenty of experience um, on the big day so it's, it's a very um, tough task ahead of us on Sunday what are you expecting from them? You know, I presume that you've studied them over the last few weeks and what they've done down through the years. And this, I know for you, is I think it's your second senior final in the history of the club and you're going for your first title. Exactly. It is our second um, chance at a regional county final, but um, we, haven't, we haven't won in the past in Ascara then. And I suppose in other terms, they, they have been there before. They're, they're a dogged team. They will, they will die with their boots on. So, so we know we are up against it. 
Um, they're a very tough physical team and they won't give you anything easy. So we're, we are up against it on Sunday. Have you thought about making history on Sunday? Have you spoke about it as part of a team? No, I suppose, our, I suppose our focus at the moment is just getting out there on Sunday and, and putting in a performance. Um, we're not thinking about the history that, that can that can play out itself if it does, but I suppose from our side, it's just um, putting in a performance on Sunday and what will be, will be. The very best look to you, Karen. Thanks very much for joining me on the Big Red Bench. Thanks, Valerie. That was Karen Kehani, captain of Corsi Rovers and Corsi Rovers facing Inniscar. And I could up with Inniscar manager Kevin Murphy. Kevin, firstly, what a close championship in Cork this year it has been. Yeah, it's been fantastic. So the format of running it off in a short duration has been very good. It's, 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 there's been no break in play, which has been brilliant. Yeah. Over the last few weeks, you know, people say goals win matches, and it certainly did for you. Yeah, definitely. It's the old cliche, and it, it stands up every time goals win games. You know, I saw the last game against the Bears, that, that was the one that took us over the line. Yeah, your defence though that day, you did have to, you know, get a bit of hard work the last day in your defence. We did, absolutely. We had to dig deep, I suppose, um, you know, both against the Glen and the Bears. Uh, they both came back at us uh, time and time again and our defence stood up and, uh, and and went again for, with the challenge, you know, so to, it, it, was, it was immense performance in the defence, yeah. Was the lack of championship games a factor for thee this year? Um, I suppose at the very start you're always going to have that uh, dusting off the cobwebs and stuff. But I suppose when you get into momentum, then I suppose the you know the games just flow. Then you know you don't really have long to prepare for a county final either, Kevin. Does that suit you, or do you think you'd much prefer to just get in, or maybe have another week or so? Uh, no, I mean we, we we don't, I suppose. But look, you you, you play with what you got. Um, you know, probably ideally somewhere like ten days would be good. But uh, but look. We'll, we'll take take whatever we're given and, and, and play with it. Yeah, like to be honest, we didn't think we'd have games this year, and I, it probably can't be helped in the current pandemic that games are so close together. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. We were all in the months of April, May, kind of praying and hoping that the players would get a chance to play, and so it's brilliant that they can play. And that's the main thing. It's a big weekend for Nascara, you know. It's your fifth to final in a row. I mean, how do you keep doing it? Yeah, look, it's, we just take it one game at a time. And, you know, it's brilliant this weekend. Uh, our, our junior team are in the county final, and and the seniors are so. It's it's great. It's it's, it's I suppose it's a testament of of the coaching and uh, down through the years and the club and the great coaches uh, that have brought the players through, and obviously the parents who could bring people to the the training and stuff. So that 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 that's that's where it starts. Uh, we're only facilitating at this end of the of their careers. Will the disappointment of last year at all be on your mind, or do you not want to look back and want to look forward? Uh, no, I suppose we will learn from last year, definitely. So, you know, and that'll, that'll certainly give us motivation to, to keep going, you know. so Yeah, you've a very experienced side. Now, you've had some battles down through the years. I mean, you've had plenty of injuries, and players are back from abroad and back on the team to help out. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. I suppose we've got a nice blend, you know, but, you know, I suppose we're all one unit, so uh, there's a panel there, and that, that's what's most important. So we, we trust everybody. Yeah, of course, he's looked comfortable in their semi final win with a 10 point victory um, over the other team. But so what are you expecting from them this weekend, Kevin? Yeah, I suppose, look, of course, he's a great team. You know, we know we're going to get it. It'll be a 50 50 battle all the way. Um, you know, we certainly respect what, what, what they've done. And um, look, Every final is 50-50 at the, at the throwing. I mean, if you were looking at your team sheet, you have some big legends of the game on, on the sheet itself, Kevin. Yeah, both teams have, have very good players. So, you know, uh, at, at this level, you're going to get good players playing in finals. So that, that's, that's the bottom line. 
All right, the very best luck to you this weekend, all right? Excellent, thank you very much. That was Inascara manager Kevin ahead of tomorrow's senior Camogie final at 3pm in Castle Road. We're looking forward to that one. I'll be heading along myself. It shall be a cracker. History in the making for both sides. Corsi's eyeing up their first ever senior title after seeing off Douglas comfortably by 10 points in the semi-final. I'd say a fortnight ago at this stage. While Inascara making it a fifth consecutive final appearance winning three of them. Unfortunately earlier on Inascara's juniors lost but congratulations to Castle Lions. I'm sure they'll be looking forward to tomorrow's game cheering on their senior team. Some big names in the team shit and I myself will be there and you will hear reaction from the game tomorrow on the big red bench from 6pm on the show at Rory. Coming up on the show that we are going to preview tomorrow's very important game for Cork City as they're away to Finn Harps. I'll be joined by Colm O'Sullivan to preview it and we hear from Cork Camogie captain Amy O'Connor as she suffered a serious injury in a club game recently. It of course was concussion. The time is ticking on whether she'll be fit enough to return to be fit for inter-county action of course it's all in the way next Corks Red FM Welcome back to the Big Red Bench with me Valerie Wheeler until 9 o'clock but now now we're going to turn our attention to the League of Ireland tomorrow we've Colm O'Sullivan joined in studio with me at the moment but Colm tomorrow Cork City are taking on Finn Harps how are they fixed for this game? It's a big game some people I saw during the week describing this as Cork City's biggest game ever now I don't know if that, if that's correct because Cork City have had league title deciders they've had numerous cup finals they've had huge European games over the years against massive European sides but at the same time Cork City have never ever been relegated on the pitch they were relegated once about 10 years ago for financial matters um, and came back up a year or two later but they they were never relegated on the pitch so I mean Finn Harps are the team down the bottom with them at the moment if they were to lose this game, they're under serious pressure and in serious danger of relegation. So in that respect, it is a huge game in terms of the future of the club, in terms of finances of staying in the Premier Division. It's a massive game for Cork City tomorrow. And how they're fixed, they're going into it in a poor run of form, really. I mean, their last game two weeks ago in Shamrock Rovers was an awful performance. I was talking to Neil Fenn, the manager, about it a couple of weeks ago, and he was so, so disappointed. Anyone who's at the game, anyone who watched the game on the live stream and watched LOI was just really really down about the performance nobody really expected to beat Shamrock Rovers but everybody kind of thought they might put up a bit of fight and, and you know try and get a result at least but there didn't seem to be any fight even in the game and they were well well beaten and that's been the story for a lot of games this season um, that that City really haven't been at the races so hopefully they'll be a bit better tomorrow From listening to you Colm I get the vibe that tomorrow is a must win game Tomorrow is a must win game definitely in my opinion and I think I think most people would agree it's a must win game um, they have to really if you look at the league table they're a point behind Finn Harps they have, a, they have a worse goal difference I mean if they lost tomorrow to Finn Harps they're going to be four points adrift at the bottom of the table with only about five games games left to play which is a very very precarious position to be in um, there's a couple of games coming up against teams that are not too far away from City as well the likes of St. Pat's next week are five points ahead of City as it stands now City have a game in hand as well after the um, the game against Dundalk being called off last week so I think it's a must win game but I was chatting to Neil Fenn the manager during the week and I asked him is it a must win game and he kind of described it as not a must win game but a must not lose game I'd say it's a must and lose game um, I don't think it will it will end the season anyway if we win or lose it but um, certainly again we, we want to go out there and, and do our best and um, I think that the fact that Finn Arps are at home and I think everybody um, I've listened to a lot of people say that they're they're more better equipped to win those type of games than us so I think that 
they'll be looking at it and most people looking at it thinking that Finarps are going to win it so it's it's nice for us to, to, to not have the pressure of going up there and not everyone's not expecting us to win we try to go and get three points but like I say it's more important if we get three points there are we safe no if we get if we if we lose or we draw are we are we out of it no so there's, there's loads more football to be played um, we'll go up there and we'll, we'll, we'll try and get a positive result but um, certainly won't be the beginning or the end of the season whatever result we get so that's Neil Fenn and you kind of get the vibe from him there that, that he obviously wants to go up and win it but he doesn't want to commit himself to saying that of if they're to lose the game they're going to be relegated because then then it's like giving up hope you know so he wants to kind of keep a bit of hope alive regardless but I think deep down he knows they have to go up and get something tomorrow Earlier on you were chatting about both sides being at the bottom of the table and yeah. only a point separating the two of them Yeah only a point separating the two of them like I mean it is it is a battle for relegation, really, between Cork City and Harps. You have, you have three teams above them on 13 points, um, and City are on eight points, uh, Harps on nine points. So you have, on 13 points, you have St. Pat's, Derry, and Shelburne. Now, they could get dragged back into it as well, but Cork City needs to get the three points tomorrow to keep a pace with them, because you'd imagine at least one of those teams will pick up a couple of points over the weekend in their games as well. So I think City have to get something tomorrow. They have to, they have to, um, to try and, to try and get, get a few points and get the points on the board. But their away form hasn't been great this season. Their form overall hasn't been great this season. I mean, it's eight points overall. It is all they have. But they only have two points of those eight on the road. They got a point away to Shelburne with a, a lucky goal a few weeks ago. We were watching the match here uh, and updating on the big red bench as well. That was a five o'clock kickoff. And um, also away to Waterford was nil all. So, I mean, they, 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 they haven't been great away from home. So, Finn Harps is a, a tough place to go for any side. It's a long journey. They're heading up tonight. They're staying in Sligo tonight. And they're travelling on to Donegal to Bally Buffet tomorrow night. Um, there was supposed to be fans at the game but obviously with the way restrictions have gone and Donegal got to level 3 there's going to be no supporters at the match now but that's not going to impact on the players the players are, are used to that from both sides so it's a matter of how the confidence now is in the Cork City camp is it is it down is it, is it are they low after the Rovers game Um I think Neil Fenn was kind of suggesting that maybe having the week off last week was a good thing. Uh, got the Rovers game out of their mind, kind of regroup and get back together. But I asked him what the confidence is like in the camp. I think that I think that the fact that they're a young bunch of players and it's a young squad that you know they are they are confident they, they believe that that we can get out of this. So that's good for me and myself and Joe to hear that the, the players are buying into what we're doing and they believe that that they can get out of it. Um, but you know. It's fine having a confidence off the pitch. They need to have confidence on the pitch and, and start producing what we know they can. So it sounds like the players are up for the game at least and hopefully they, they can get a result tomorrow. It's a huge game, Valerie. We all know their form hasn't been great, Colin, but what has happened to them this year? I mean, it's such a turnaround from what's happening, such all the things that they were winning a couple of years ago. What is going on in Cork City? What is going on in Cork City is is the eternal question that everybody would like to know, I think. I mean, it's it's just been a, a roller coaster of a kind of a twelve or eighteen months. Um since since John Caulfield was sacked, um the results have been have been terrible. And even towards the end of John Caulfield's time, they were already kinda the results weren't great. A lot of people say he might have turned it around if John Coffey had stayed there but uh, it just hasn't it hasn't it hasn't worked out since um, no, nothing is going the club's way um, it's, it's hard to, to blame it on Neil Fenn because I mean it, there's financial matters in the background there's there's some of the players who who, who are they're, they're young it's a young side and there's not a lot expected of a lot of the players as well but I mean for Cork City to be in a relegation battle just three years after winning the league title is unthinkable it really really is so and you'd wonder where they go from here if they stay up 
hopefully they can regroup this talk of a takeover this talk of investment um, and hopefully like next season will be a lot better but if they go down you'll be very very worried You watch this side closer than anyone call yeah. them. Do, they, do you think they'll do enough tomorrow to avoid the relegation Oh, oh my god <laughs> I, I think they, they can go up there I think if they put their mind to it they can go up there and beat Finn Harps so my worry is that Ollie Horgan is a manager of Finn Harps or a team who are in a relegation battle every year and they're used to this kind of thing and they're used to fighting for their lives Cork City aren't so it's, it's more alien territory for Cork City um, you'd hope they can get a win up there but I'd say a draw is more likely to be honest Right Rory will be keeping an eye on that game tomorrow evening on the big red bench but also it has been a tough week for Cork City yeah. and Cork City fans yeah, Colm you know I think uh, loads of tributes are played off during the week and the year south to the last week was a shock and sadness of the passing of John Kennedy but he did have a beautiful send off during the week He had a lovely send off during the week um, a club stalwart for, for 30 years involved in Cork City as a volunteer and a board member and running the family enclosure and running buses to away games for fans and various other things he did for the club over the years and we chatted about it last week people know what he's done at this stage um, he sadly passed away last weekend and his funeral was Wednesday and there was a huge crowd down in Black Rock and Mahan and Skihard Road um, a guard of honour a socially distanced guard of honour obviously at the moment having to abide by the restrictions for funerals and so on but there was a huge crowd there and then I was in by City Hall myself and the Lord Mayor was there and again there was another probably 100-200 people in there with a guard of honour all the way around City Hall Amazing. up by the fire station up Anglesey Street um, and I think somebody described it like a, how a state funeral is done in Cork so <laughs> Uh, I asked Neil Fenn uh, about John Kennedy and, and how this week has been for him and the players after John's passing as well. Like I said, it's been a tough week. We've, I think that you know that his, his passing has has um, been felt across the club, and you know obviously it was a, a really sad day yesterday um, at the at the service, and so um, yeah, so it's been tough to deal with. But we, we, you know, I think it showed the the players what what the club means to to everybody associated with with the city and. Um, yeah, we trained yesterday afternoon after it and it, was, it wasn't easy. That was Neil Finna chatting to Colm O'Sullivan during the week about, you know, such a sad week for Cork City fans and our thoughts are with uh, John's family, of course. That was Colm O'Sullivan, though, joining me in studio to preview tomorrow's big game for Cork City as they are away to Finn Harps. It's a big, a big game tomorrow for Cork City, but Rory will keep you up to date on the League of Ireland clash tomorrow from 6pm in the bench. Kickoff is at 5pm. Who knows what's around the corner for... Cork City at this stage but we do wish him the very best of luck. Now this week on a great catch up with Cork Camogie captain Amy O'Connor. Amy has suffered a serious injury in a club game recently when her side played Tracton. This game resulted in her being rushed to hospital by an ambulance which I can imagine was an extremely scary situation to be in. The hospital after a few days confirmed concussion. I decided to chat to Amy about the road to recovery from concussion and the main question everyone wants to know is that will she be fit enough for the return of inter-county action as the Liberty Insurance All-Ireland Senior Championship is due to start in the weekend of the 17th to 18th of October where Cork's first game is with Offaly. But let's take a listen to how I got on with Amy. On the big red bench with me this week is Cork Camogie captain Amy O'Connor. Amy, first of all, it's lovely to have you on the bench. Thanks Valerie for having me. I'm delighted to be here. Amy, what a crazy year it's been for everyone. Yeah, it's been it's been mad really. If you if you had said that the whole world would shut down because of a global pandemic this time last year, people would have probably laughed into your face. Um so it's been it's been really eventful for people. Um How how have you coped during this pandemic? I mean work wise and personally. Well work wise I actually I didn't stop working. Um I took up a new job um, three days before the country was shut down. Um, so I had three days in the office and then we were told to work 
work from home. But we actually became much busier because of the pandemic um, in my job at Work Vivo. So um, I've literally worked through the whole pandemic from home. Um, it's been good to have something to get up to every morning. I know people, other people weren't as fortunate as as, as I have been. Um, so it, it was good to have, I suppose, a sense of purpose every day um, and a bit of a routine. So I, I was very grateful for that. Starting a new job can be daunting enough, but three days in, you're told maybe work from <laughs> home and you probably didn't get an opportunity to mingle and mix with new faces inside work. No, yeah, as you said, I, I had only uh, three days in the office, um, but my team have been brilliant uh, at Work Vivo. We're, we're a technology company, so I suppose in one sense we're nearly prepared for things like this. We can do everything um, that we can do in the office from home, and we have regular calls, we have daily check-ins. Um, so it's it's been fine, it's been seamless really. Um, my team have been brilliant, have helped me integrate really well, um, despite not actually being there um, in the flesh. Great, amazing that you were able to get a job. As you said, there's people that maybe have lost it during the pandemic. But even job-wise was fine, but personally everything was kind of okay. But um, sporting-wise, I think it was kind of tough. How how does someone like yourself, Amy, go from being so involved in a sport, uh, being told, sorry, you can't train, you can't come to the club, you can't meet up with your gang of friends to have a fuck around? That's fairly difficult. Yeah, it is. It's, it's very difficult and some people will find it easier than others to, to kind of cope with. I suppose myself, um, I'm a firm believer that if you play at the highest level, you have to have that, I suppose, that drive within yourself um, outside of the, the team environment to, to want to train and to want to be at, at, at a top level. So throughout the pandemic, I tried myself to, to train um, by myself while at times it was tough um, and everyone needs other people around them um, sometimes. I do think when you play at the higher level that you need to have that that inner drive within you and um, to keep going. I know it may have been a bit daunting for people and a bit upsetting for people um, throughout the pandemic, uh, but I really felt that like exercising every day um, and training myself every day really helped me get through it. You were clearly able to keep the fitness levels up, so no takeaways and Chinese <laughs> every week, Amy. <laughs> no, I won't say that on air anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but training-wise, things changed. But then I think we saw a bit of light at the end of the tunnel when club championship made a return and you yourself made a return, which was great. Yeah, it was good to, to kind of see a bit of normality again. Um, I know there was lots of arguments about which should have come first in terms of, of ladies' sports. Um, and I suppose that argument is still going on right now with uh, the overlapping of the club championships with the intercounty season at the moment, um, which which isn't ideal. Um, but it was just it was just good to have some sort of normality um, just kind of coming out the other side of the tunnel, you know what I mean? Yeah, what was it like for the club players for you to get back into that setting? How did training change? I presume you need to go there by yourself in cars or walking and then sanitising and all this is so new to everybody. Yeah, it's really new and like the, I suppose the return to play or the return to health questionnaire um, had to be filled in before every session, had to sanitise on entering uh, the pitch, on leaving the pitch, kind of keeping your distance from your teammates, in particular at the, the kind of start of the club championship um, when it was coming back, you know, the first couple of weeks of training were still supposed to be socially distanced, the numbers were still reduced, um, so it was very it was very strange for everyone and you'd kind of nearly feel a bit sorry for, for the people, like the COVID officers in the club because it was totally new to them and people were going to them with questions um, and to be honest, they didn't know they've ever gone through this before. Um, so I, I, I thought it was a really particularly tough time for people like that. Do you think the club dealt with it well? 
yeah, my club dealt with it very well. Um, we had COVID officers. You weren't allowed to enter the pitch until you had your um, health questionnaire filled out. Um, there was always kind of people around with their COVID vests, just making sure that people were keeping their social distance. Um, yeah, yeah, I thought my, co- my club coped really well with it. Speaking of the club, you suffered a horrendous injury recently with your club. Can you tell us what happened? Yeah, I did. Um, I was playing, it was the second round of championship um, and there was 10 seconds to go in the match and I was I was knocked out um, after getting a belt into the head. Um, so I was taken from the pitch in an ambulance um, and I was, a, I was in hospital and then um, a couple of days later, was in hospital again, just just due to being sick. So, I was diagnosed with um, with concussion. So, at the moment, I I'm kind of doing the return to play pro- protocol. I needed to take a couple of weeks off work, so I just returned to work, um, which which is good to get back to some bit of normality. Um, I suppose an injury to the head is kind of different for everyone. And um, some people will will react um, really well to it and really well to kind of the return to play. Others will 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 react differently. So it's it's just kind of waiting and seeing to kind of pass different tests to to move on to the next stage of it. And if you say fail one of those tests, you need to give yourself an extra couple of days. So um, it's all about now just kind of doing them tests, seeing where I'm at, and hopefully um, I'll be back playing before I know it. Have you ever experienced concussion before this? No, I've never, I've never been concussed. Uh, thank God. Um, so it was my first, first kind of experience of it. Um, it's, bit, it's something I suppose people probably take a bit lightly until it happens to yourself. Um, but look, I'm on the mend, which is the main thing. Good. Yeah. No. It, honestly, it must have been scary for you and your teammates. I mean. I know from seeing horrific injuries during matches as well that the last thing you want to see is someone being stretchered off in an ambulance because you obviously think the worst one was your head, Amy. I'm sure family members and friends were very worried. Yeah, and I suppose it's probably... I can't really remember any of it, so um, it was probably scarier for other people than it was for me. Um, And then obviously at the time of the match, there was no spectators allowed, so none of my parents were at the match. They just received a phone call to say... Amy's been rushed to hospital um, so that was probably a bit daunting um, for them uh, but as I said probably more daunting for other people than it was for me because I suppose I was knocked out cold I didn't <laughs> I didn't really know It's scary but there is a procedure for dealing with concussion you are going through the motions at the moment Yeah so there is a procedure and it's actually to my surprise was it's it's longer for a female athlete than, than a male athlete which I didn't know until it actually happened so there's different stages like the first stage is like 48 hours post feeling a bit normal you can uh, go for a walk and then it increases to a walk that increases your heart rate then might increase to a run that increases your heart rate so you go through the steps slowly and then you move on to your next step as soon as you feel fine with the previous step um, and then slowly but surely you get get to return to some sort of say hurling and then um, some contact after that so just about taking it um day by day really but I'm hopeful um, I'm hopeful I'll be returning sooner rather than later Why? Do you know the reason why it is longer for a female? I actually don't know the reason <laughs> I probably should have looked that up um, I don't know but it, it is longer yeah What's so interesting I must find out more about that because it'd be, yeah. it must be interesting to study to figure out why is it longer for a female than it is for a male but look you are on the mend and it is great to see because you're such a keen and important player for Cork and it'd be a shame to not have you there but Cork are back training we are, yeah, yeah, thank God. Um, so we went back training, it was the Tuesday night, so I think the, the restrictions were lifted on the, the Monday, and we had training then on the Tuesday, we played um, a match against Tip, um, up in Tip, so. 
you yourself clearly didn't play. <laughs> <laughs> I wish, I wish I did. Uh, no, I didn't. I didn't play. Um, so we've been back training since then. So I suppose we're about two weeks at it now, are we? Um, so it's good to be back. Um, it's good to see everyone. What's it like being part of the setup now at County? I'm sure the club kind of eased you into that with the COVID. The club had already set you the sanitising and all this situation before heading into, into County. Yeah, and like I suppose I, there has to be huge kind of emphasis on player responsibility. And I remember, like I, after my my injury or whatever, I called to see Doctor Con, and um, he he kind of really highlighted to me like the the importance of integrity, like don't turn up to training if you've any symptoms or if you've any suspicions about about yourself. So like, it's all about your own, it's your own responsibility to ensure that you protect everyone else around you. So um, obviously there's sanitization going on, your own water bottle, um, all that kind of kind of stuff that the club already prepared us for. We still have to fill out our health questionnaires. Um, but it is good, I suppose, you know, just to kind of um, make sure that we're, we're doing the best we can to try prevent any anything happening. Yeah, you reached out to Dr. Khan for some help. Is there anyone else helping you in your latest injury? <laughs> Dr. Khan is always the go-to man for people in Cork GA. Um, so yeah, I've, I've been in regular contact with Dr. Khan. He's he's just, he's brilliant. Um, so in fairness, after my injury, he was on to me, on to me all the time, making sure I was okay if I needed anything. Um, so it, it's brilliant to have someone like that as well. No, it is, and it's nice to have a nice support system around you because it's never happened to you, Amy, so you don't know what to expect or what you should or shouldn't be doing, so it's great to have someone to tell you that. But yeah. championship is is looming upon us, and we always want to remain positive that it happens. You're, and no one can see this now because we're on Zoom, but she's crossing her fingers here and hope that it happens because I can clearly tell you're itching to get out to a game. But are you looking forward to the return of getting into competitive games with another county? Yeah, definitely looking forward to it. Um, I suppose we've been looking forward to it really since we were shut down back in March. Um, and it's good to see that we have dates set now. We have kind of goals that we can aim for. Um, and it's brilliant just to, to see some bit of normality. I know for, for other people, their lives aren't back to normal and their lives may never be the same again. But I think it's good to have some sort of normality returning for us. Yeah, no, it is. And I think with the return of championship, you know, you know who you're playing and what dates. And like for you to be in that group, do you think it's a different difficult team that you're up against? I know you've Offaly, Wexford, and Galway. Am I right? Yeah, obviously. Like you, you'd look. Yeah, you'd look at Galway, and I suppose like they won the All Ireland last year. They were head and shoulders above above everyone else, and um, so you would predict they're going to be there thereabouts anyway this year. And then I suppose with Wexford and, and Offaly, you don't really know what to expect. You don't know what their players have been doing alone throughout lockdown. Have they been training? Have they like completely stopped training as individuals themselves? So it's kind of, it's really, really hard to know. And then I suppose you're looking at no team really has played any games this year. So you can't analyse people. You can't see what their players have been doing. So it's, it's a really difficult one. Um, so I suppose... You look at the other groups then, you look at the likes of Kilkenny, like you can't can't ever write someone like Kilkenny off. And then you look at the likes of Waterford as well and Tipperary, you just really don't know what people have done throughout lockdown. Um, I know they haven't been training with their with their counties, but individual players I'm sure will have will have gone out and done their best to, to improve as as individuals as well. So it's kinda it's a really kinda unusual situation to be in. You'd obviously have to tip the likes of Kilkenny. Galway they were in the All-Ireland final last year but who knows like with the other teams as well you just it's a really hard one to call Yeah I was going to ask you like what keeps you motivated to keep going when you know the case numbers are on the rise and we do want to remain positive that we will get competitive action 
But it's hard. like, how do you keep that motivation as a player to go, I could be playing now and no matches could happen. I could be training way mad. That must be tough. It is tough, but I... Um Mazar O'Brien, he was involved with us last year as a strength and conditioning coach. And even though he's not officially involved with us this year, um, he's not our, on our, our coaching staff this year, he, he still remains involved in, in it as much ways as he possibly can. So he's someone that all players would be in regular contact with. And he he gave me a saying before, um, if only. So I remember I rang him, I'd say the, the Friday we were locked down maybe. And I was kind of like, what are we supposed to do? Like, how do you, how do you stay motivated in a situation like that? And he just, he told me to write it down, um, if only, and put an X through it. And don't, in six months time, say, if only I trained during lockdown. If only I went out that day, it was raining. So I think it was a, it was a really positive thing for him to say to me. And something I actually, I look at every day on my desk, if only with a big X through it. And it's just something that keeps me motivated, even though it's unfortunate that the numbers are raising and it is probably a scary time. Um, but I, I'd be hopeful that the championship will go ahead. I think it's important for society as well. Um, I know there's more important things going on in life, but I suppose being in lockdown in April, May and June is going to be very different than being in lockdown maybe in November and December when the nights are dark, it's raining, it's slashing. People can't get out for walks as much as they would have been able to in June and uh, and May. So. Yeah, great. I'm sure a lot of us could take down that if only put an extra it. I'm a lot of people listening to I might take that away with them as well. But look, um, you're on about motivation and we are looking at a Christmas All-Ireland final and I'm sure what better would you want under your Christmas tree than the O'Duffy Cup this year, Amy? <laughs> yeah, definitely. I suppose like if someone told me back in probably June we'd have one inter-county game this year, I probably would have bitten their hand off it. Uh, all for it but I suppose the fact now that the fixtures are laid out and there is that, that possibility and that chance of playing an All-Ireland final I suppose in, in December um, is just a huge motivating factor anyway um, so I'm sure every other team and every other inter-county player in the country wants to be there um, so hopefully fingers crossed Yeah and as, as captain it must mean a lot more to you as well uh, not necessarily. I no. suppose, like, I remember at the start of the year, like, when, when we were locked down, first people were saying, ah, oh, Jesus, it's a terrible year to be captain. You know, <laughs> like, I'm like, thank you. I didn't need that. Uh, but I soon realised, like, there's way more important things in life. And I've I've said from the start, like, if, if my family come out of it healthy um, and I, I unfortunately don't get the opportunity to, to captain Cork this year and in All-Ireland, then isn't that the most important thing, that people come out healthy? Um but, but I am hopeful, yeah, that we'll have a good year with Cork. Um, obviously, as I said, you're, it's an unusual situation to be in. You don't really know what everyone else is like. And because you can't really play that many challenge matches, you can't really tell what you're like. You, when I'm probably one of the oldest, which is, it's a really strange one. Um, so we kind of don't really know. I suppose we could have done with the year to develop players a bit more. and um, could have done with all that training. But look, we are where we are now and we just have to... To go ahead with it. Yeah, you saying 24 is old on the team makes me feel extremely <laughs> old, Amy. <laughs> but, um, Amy, look, you have an amazing attitude and I hope that you are fit and healthy for the return of the championship. I know you're going through the stage of the concussion, so we do hope to see you back playing in action because you'd be in a massive, massive loss to the Cork Camogie team if you weren't. Um, but I just have to say that people, I'm, I'm sure that people 
are unaware listening that this time last year, myself and yourself and all the All-Stars were getting ready to head off to an amazing trip in New York and this was the time of year we were getting giddy about it and look where we are <laughs> this year. But we did have an amazing trip. We did, yeah, yeah. It's, it's actually frightening that it's nearly a year ago already, isn't it? Um, but yeah, it's, it's mad when you think of how different this time last year was to this time this year. It's just the whole world has come to a standstill, really. It's it's mad. Amy, thank you so much for joining us on the Big Red Bench. It's been great to chat to you and I do wish you the well with your recovery and we hope to see you back playing with Cork and the first opening game, all right? Thanks, William Valerie. That was Cork Bowl captain Amy O'Connor. Always lovely to catch up with the players outside of action. A passionate woman, no doubt she'll be back in time for championship. Tomorrow night in the Big Red Bench, you'll hear all the latest action from today's both semi-finals of the Premier Senior Hurling Championship in Blackrock and UC. And the Glen and Aaron's own, you'll also hear reaction to the Camogie County final, because I'll be there myself. But that's it for me. Rory's back tomorrow evening at 6pm. Uh, thanks for listening. I'll chat you all next Saturday. Stevie G is on the way next. Miss the show? Grab the Big Red Bench podcast at redfm.ie. Corks Red FM. Like, I suppose at the start of the year, we've brought in so many new players. Like, we play, like in our league games, I think the average age was like something like 19 or something. Um, so it's, it's a bit of an unusual one for us. We're probably, like, I'm 24 